Welcome to the South Mims U podcast. Uh, in this episode, we've moved outside the dusty hall of academia. Not that we have any dusty halls at all, or any halls, or even dust, as our brand new campus is still yet to be built. But we've moved out of them, figuratively, and uh, as this is a podcast, it doesn't really matter if our halls were dusty or not, or even if they were great cavernous halls or not. No. In this episode, we're going to be talking about listening. Listening and saying nothing. Though we will be saying a lot about saying nothing. Not too much, of course. That would be uh, a contradiction in terms. No. The subject is simple. We need the freedom to say nothing. The freedom not to respond. Not to like things on Facebook or answer texts or tweets or post anything on social media at all. And to just say nothing. To that end, the university has a reader in listening and non-dialogue studies, Francis Malone. Uh, Francis, is that Frances with an E or with an I? You're just down here as Fran. They just call me Fran. Okay, but if you'll forgive me, I'm a little unsure of... I don't quite know how to put this sensitively. You can't tell if I'm a man or a woman. Well, it is a minefield, as you know. Does it matter? Not at all. Then let's say nothing more about it. Well, good link. Yes. Let's say nothing about it. I don't mean that literally. But I do mean it literally. Okay. But we need to talk about your ideas. The subject you teach. Deep listening. Saying nothing. Campaigning for the right to say nothing. Just listen for a moment. South Mims has such a rich soundscape. Okay. Well, not for not for long. Our listeners are expecting um... words, dialogue, discussion, argument, conflict, ugly epithets, screaming, violence, the end of human civilization. Well, just the first few things you said. But that's the progression of most public dialogues nowadays. Not at South Mims. Our podcasts are always very polite. And you probably ask your listeners to like us on Facebook or retweet us or share links or mention us in their blogs. Well, it's always good when they do. It gets more listeners. It's all noise. It's a digital Tower of Babel. It's ruining our minds and making us anxious and angry and very, very unhappy. Let's just listen deeply. Okay. Sure. Let's listen. To what? To whatever. Okay, like, um, traffic, DIY. Whatever is out there. Sure, let's listen. Deeply. Right, that was, um, that was refreshing. We only listened for a few seconds. Okay. It'd be great to listen for, I mean, how long do you, how long do you need? Uh, like, how long does it take to listen deeply? Three hours. Okay. Well, this episode can't last three hours. Let's try and understand what you mean by deep listening. It starts with not talking. Okay, but that's not good on a podcast. Not talking, I mean. I understand that. So... 
Could you explain it by talking? Of course. You can't listen if you talk. Talking is vital, of course, but we all do too much of it. I'm not just talking about talking out loud. I'm talking about engaging in social media. But that's making contact. Human contact. It's about engaging with people, isn't it? That's what the digital platforms tell you. But what you're really doing is generating profits for tech giants. They've turned us all into silkworms. We spin our words out into these fine threads of relationships and links. The words via text or tweets or Facebook posts form this gossamer-like cloud of likes and emojis and links. And most importantly, private, personal, unique data. And it's harvested for profit. Yeah. <clears throat> but the silkworms become, um, they become moths at the end, don't they? they? They survive, don't they? I'm not sure. That's not the point. They're exploited. They're moths? Living creatures. Okay, sure. It's just an analogy. Let's not get hung up on the rights of moths. Though I would argue that even they have rights. My point is that the digital platforms aren't there to free us. They're there to enslave us to... To... Talk, noise, conflict, consumerism, ultimately digital slavery. Oh, that's a bit strong. If you use Facebook, you're a slave. You are. A slave to what? A slave to generating data. You're a slave because your interior life is owned by someone else. Your very thoughts are used for their profit. That's the very definition of a slave. Okay. Let's get back to listening and not talking. That's the resistance. It's how you resist. What is? Not talking. Listening to the world. But the world is full of human noise. It's not all birdsong and gentle breezes. You're missing the point. So what is the point? If we learn to listen, really listen, to the world, not just to people, then we will get better at listening to each other. When we speak to each other, really listening, not just engaging in a competition to be wittier or more woke or more bitter about politics or more certain about what we believe, even though we don't know why we believe what we believe. Okay. Well, that sounds like something a lot of people hate. What does? Your apparent dismissal of what people believe. I'm not dismissing it. It's the kind of thing the right accuse the left of, especially liberal academics like... Um, well, well, like you and me. How do you know I'm a liberal? I might not be. Well, I don't think you're a fascist. Um, you're not, are you? Of course not. Oh, thank goodness. Not that you're not uh, free to be, I mean... Uh, yes, freedom of speech. Freedom of speech, yes. What I mean is... What you mean is you should be free to believe what you believe. I agree with that. But it should be based on deep feelings and knowledge not on what the media spoon-feed you in the service of profit. They make more money when society is angry than when it is content. Well, how can you quantify that? Is there research which shows that? If the media actively generates conflict, then studies show that that generates profits. When the wealthy do something, then you know it's to their advantage, and that usually means making money. Listening doesn't make money. Listening on your own terms does not. Not talking does not generate money. Having the freedom to do nothing with your own time, not liking things on Facebook or tweeting or whatever, is freedom. 
Unless you want to. Unless you want to. I'm not saying ban it. I'm saying don't do it slavishly. The only way to do that is to know and have experienced time alone, time in silence, not talking, not interacting with a device. Is this just another anti-digital stance? I mean, there are a lot of people who tell you, do a digital detox and put away devices and opt out of social media. Of course they do. But who's listening to them? You are. Or uh, not listening is also a form of resistance. That might sound clever to you, but it's not clever. Well, sorry, I didn't mean... Of course, we should listen. Some of those voices are very wise. They're warning us about the privatisation of our interior lives. Privatisation? In the sense that instead of being connected to other human beings in the, well, the human sphere, our interior lives are isolated from others via technology and, as I said, harvested for profit. So... What do we do? We resist that privatisation. We listen to the world, to ourselves, to others in human discourse. We also fight for the right to be free. You mean protest? Form a union. A union? The United Human Beings Union. Well, isn't that all of us? It is all of us. And what are our demands? A balanced life. Explain. In the 19th century, unions had to struggle to take control of their days. Their days? Their hours. The 10-hour workday campaign got the working day in mines and factories down to 10 hours. Then the struggle began to get it down to 8 hours. They succeeded because, in the end, there was no alternative. Workers who were exhausted could not buy the goods made in their factories. So the capitalist realised that they had to compromise. OK. OK, I understand that, but... They had a song. A campaign hymn, if you like, in which there was a powerful verse. It went... I won't sing it. Oh, go on. No. OK. We're summoning our forces from shipyard, shop and mill. Eight hours for work, eight hours for rest, eight hours for what we will. Right. So, you want eight hours for listening and not talking? No. You really don't get it, do you? Sorry, explain. The unions achieved that goal only for it to be slowly undermined by digital technologies. Now we work at any time and anywhere and all the time. And even our eight hours of rest are interrupted by the toil of generating personal data for the billionaires. So... You want to go back to eight hours of work, eight hours of rest, and eight hours for what we will. I do. Don't you? Of course I do. I've, I've tried switching off my phone at night, but the fact of it being off keeps me awake. Why? Well, I'm afraid I, miss, I might miss out. It's FOMO. It's slavery. OK, OK. It's slavery. I want eight hours for what we will. What we want. For listening to nothing, if that's what you want to listen to. To talking to no one, or talking to the person next to you, in front of you, down the pub, or walking the dog in the park, all without the interference of a device. But, OK, I'm saying this to be fair to those who don't agree with you. It's your job. 
what about the people who want to spend their free time on Facebook and so on? I mean, if it's eight hours for what we will, if that's what they will, then how can you stop them? I don't want to stop them. This isn't some diktat. I'm not going to argue for the fascism of silence. That's a good phrase. I just want them to realise that there's more to life than being a digital silkworm. OK, OK. Let's just listen a moment and think about that. Good idea. You know, I think it works. I see what you mean. I knew you'd understand. So, what you mean by not talking is not... Not, to uh, not talking, I mean, staying silent like some Trappist monk. What you mean is not talking to the world on the terms of Facebook. That's exactly what I mean. And having a place to do it, too. Like this little park. Like this little park. Well, it's a pity it's going to be closed down soon and turned into a car park. We're going to fight that. Lord Callsbury? He's the guy who owns the land. I know who Lord Callsbury is. Well, he's determined to concrete this place over. We'll stop him. How? By not talking about him. Ah, uh, OK. So, so I shouldn't talk about him? No, don't say a word. But, uh, I mean, how do you spread the word if you don't, uh, like, talk with words? He craves publicity, so we say nothing. We just listen, en masse. A listening. Like a sit-in? You can sit, stand, walk, hold hands, do whatever you want. But we just come here and listen. Listen to? His conscience being pricked. Will that work? I don't know, but we need to give it a try. I think it will disconcert him. It will attract the local people to our cause. They will understand that they have a place here where they can get some peace. And he's planning to put tarmac on it. Well, I hope it works. Will you join us? Sure. Sign me up to the United Human Beings Union. You already signed up when you were born. But now's the time to stop talking, right? And start doing, yes. Thank you, friend. It's been a revelation. My pleasure. Well, that's the end of this episode. Why don't you stop what you're doing, take off your headphones and just listen to the place where you happen to be. Doesn't matter if it's quiet or noisy. Home or train or busy street, the sounds will soothe you. And please, um, download another podcast, but quickly, and only when you've had a good rest. Goodbye.